Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Do you have people that call you just to call you? And I'm not talking about friends. I'm talking about in business. Do you have direct reports that just call you to share something with you? Do you have direct reports or peers or vendors or it doesn't even matter. But from a business perspective, do you have people that you work with that want to have a phone call in order to talk through a situation? Now, don't misunderstand. I don't mind phone calls. I'm, I'm, phone calls aren't my favorite, so to speak. And I don't mean that negatively. I, I don't mind chatting with people on the phone. From a, a client perspective, I thoroughly enjoy it. Love it. I love connecting with people um, either through video conference or at least to hear their voice. It's much better than just email or text alone, right? But what I'm talking about is within our business, not with our client or our customer, but within our business, there are times that, that there are phone calls, there are calls that are scheduled, there are, are events that happen where we have to take them by phone or through video conference, and we're all questioning, why in the heck is this happening? Now, that maybe dwindled a little bit when we started working remotely, but I feel like it's picked back up again, and, and it's sort of these same bad habits, but instead of the person swinging by your office to want to chat and just you know, have a little conversation just to get you sort of your thoughts. Now it's, let's schedule a call to talk about something that could really be solved in an email. And so I think we need to revisit what the need um, is for a call versus an email. And again, to reestablish your expectations around communication. If you're finding that this transition of going from remote work back to the office or even maintaining remote work is causing some additional phone calls. You know, people are falling into some habits where initially we needed to have phone calls regularly because there was so much change in the business to start to figure out how to work remotely that those were phone conversations. And those were phone conversations, why? Because you were collaborating and you were, you were making decisions together. And that warranted a phone or a video conference. Okay, what are some other things that warrant a phone or a video conference? What are some other activities? If you are teaching and training someone, it's so much easier to hear inflection and, you know, and tone and allow people to ask questions. If you really want to land the plane, as they say, if you really want to ensure someone's understanding your message, there should be no gray. Right, so it's a, hey, I didn't appreciate that behavior. Let's get it back on track. Or, hey, I really love the way you handled that. Awesome job. You want a clear message to be delivered. That can be a phone call. Okay? But just to have a call to say, hey, I want to jump on the call because I'm not sure if everybody reviewed this document. Can we walk through this document and make sure everybody has read it and agrees to what's in here? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? Hopefully you don't live in that world. And you know, if you're the owner of your business, you can influence that behavior. If you're not the owner of the business, but you're in a higher leadership level, I would encourage you to, to influence that behavior. 
you know, all of those calls in that instance, all they exist to do is make someone feel better about something they feel responsible for. It, it really boils down to that. They are calling a call, right? They're scheduling a call in order to have everyone jump on there and make them feel better about buy-in or that everyone's read something or whatever. And usually that happens because that person is responsible for relaying the end decision, the end result, the end agreement to someone else. And they don't feel comfortable relaying that message alone. Right? Or they don't feel confident that everyone has looked at the document. And so then there's going to be issues later when they start to run that play or start that project. And then the people who were on that original email that should have read the document comes back and says, well, I didn't know we were doing that. Hold on. Let's, let's take a pause. Let's fix that. That's, that's not how this works. Right? And so they're trying to mitigate some of that activity down the road. But what I would challenge you to think through, if you're seeing it happen in your organization, if maybe you do that sometimes, right, or you're watching your direct report student, or even peers, you're getting sucked into a call that you don't need to be on to make someone else feel better, is that you push back. Now, don't do it publicly. Okay, we don't ever want to do it publicly. And, I'm, and if this is something you're doing, I want you to push back internally and find some peace. And here's how we're going to do that. Okay, you're going to reach out and you're going to have a conversation to say, set the expectation that everyone reads this document or forever holds their peace. Okay, because it's really what happens. We get into a rut from a, a leadership perspective where eh, that one time not everybody read it. And so we had the call and walked through it, um, you know, or oh, that one time where we had this project and I got to push back because I didn't agree with it. That was really my fault because I didn't read all the stuff. But hey, they took my suggestions anyway. We've just trained the, those individuals at that point to not read whatever went out. We trained them to rely on a call or rely on a separate process that essentially just bogs down our entire business. It bogs it down because we shouldn't have to have a call to validate that someone's read something. And we shouldn't be changing a project because someone didn't read something. It should be that everyone is responsible for upholding their portion of the process. And it's the tone that you set, okay? So if you're the leader, you, you know, and you are asking for these calls to happen, you know, in addition to them reading the document, then you have to find confidence within yourself to send the note and say, we will not be having a call on this. My expectation is that you read this. If you have concerns, you need to send me a note. We will schedule a call if people express concern about the information in the document. Now, that's fine. That's exactly what calls are for, right? Discussion. Decision-making. That's why you have a call. But you don't, but, but you say, we will not have a call to validate that everyone has read this. If you have an issue with this information after the fact, please bring it up, right? Because we need to get it fixed but I'm going to want to understand why you didn't bring this up from the start. And you set the tone. If it's not you doing it, it's someone else doing it, then you have the same conversation with them. And through your influence and leadership, you empower them to set the tone. Okay? Because again, everyone in this instance just wants to find personal peace and confidence that people are going to do their job effectively. People have read the document. There's not anything that's going to change. 
but we can't slow the progress of a business for everyone to find personal peace. Okay? And then if, if we as leaders are calling meetings like that, no one's going to know when to show up to our meeting and we need them to contribute and problem solve and be solution oriented or when they can show up and halfway look at their computer and play on their phone because they read the document and this is just a waste of their time. You don't ever want to create that gray and you don't ever want people to, to wonder what type of meeting you're calling. You want every meeting that you call to be focused on driving action, collaboration, decision making, you know, trying to find the best solution, educating the group if need be, you know, providing clear, a clear messaging and understanding that can only be delivered by them hearing your voice. But it can't just be any type of situation that exists just to make them feel better. Okay? So we, we've walked through that before. As we go through and move people back from a remote scenario, my challenge for you is to still establish these expectations when you get back into the office. There shouldn't be meetings called just to make sure somebody's read a document. You know, they're, they're, it cannot continue. Take the time now in this transition. If you're transitioning back to an office or if you're staying remote, in some capacity, either you're announcing the ability to work remote from now, now moving forward or you're announcing a return to the office. Use this period right now to reestablish your expectation of communications. Reestablish when a phone call should exist or a video call and what an email should be used for. Don't miss this chance to reestablish those expectations. Okay? You will get greater traction in your business if you do clarify that. And again, people will appreciate it and people will come prepared to participate in your meetings because they know that you only call meetings that you expect them to participate in and be thoughtful and drive action and come out with answers and something to go execute on. And that's what you want to be known for. And that's what you would want to empower other people to be known for. All right? All right. Think through that. If you're running through that, go use this information. Reclarify your communication expectations. Use it through this transition. I promise it's a great time to do it. Um, and as always, go and be legendary.